Hi everyone, I'm your host, Jaco Selka, and you are listening to Hopefully Sustainable. Each week, I'm going to talk to extraordinary people who are doing extraordinary things to make the world a more sustainable place. My goal is for this episode to leave you feeling hopeful about an idea, a person, or the world in general. Thank you for joining me in this conversation, and all together we can be hopefully sustainable. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Hopefully Sustainable. Thanks for joining me this week, and I hope that you all are having a great day so far. I'm really excited to introduce you to Carmen Garner, the founder of the nonprofit Inner City Anglers. I first learned about this nonprofit on a recent NBC Nightly News Inspiring America segment. After this segment aired, the nonprofit has been blowing up and receiving so much well deserved attention. I'm really lucky that I was able to get Carmen on the podcast. And throughout the episode, we discuss the mission of Inner City Anglers, how this special has made their nonprofit go viral, and how he is on a mission to teach kids how to fish and at the same time teach them many valuable life skills. The mission of Inner City Anglers is to teach young people how to fish and become one with nature, and they also provide mentorship and character development for all the youth that they work with. Before the pandemic hit, Carmen had served as a teacher and a mentor for over 20 years. But when March rolled around and we had to start staying in our houses and socially distancing, a lot of his mentoring efforts came to a halt, where before he would work with other groups and take kids to indoor events such as basketball games, he was no longer able to do that work anymore. So, instead of letting the pandemic stop him, he took his stimulus check and founded this nonprofit where he was able to combine his passion for fishing with his love of teaching kids and mentoring the youth in his community. This episode was so heartwarming and you can just really feel Carmen's passion and love for what he does come through in our conversation. I do want to provide a little background on something that Carmen mentions. He talks about himself and a lot of the youth he works with dealing with in having ACEs. If you are unfamiliar with the term, an ACE is an acronym for an Adverse Childhood Experience. There are three types of ACEs that range from abuse to neglect and household dysfunction. While a lot of the kids he works with have these ACEs and have had to overcome a lot of barriers in their life so far, Carmen gives them an experience that they'll never forget. By teaching all of these kids how to fish and giving them a new experience in nature that they might not have had if they didn't join inner city anglers, Carmen is instilling in these youth a passion and a love for the outdoors and for the environment. It reminded me of the conversation that I had with Lauren Hamilton last week about making the outdoors more equitable and accessible for all, and how that's not possible unless people feel a connection and that the outdoors is a safe space for them. So by Carmen teaching all these kids how to fish, they are going to have this newfound respect for the earth and for the outdoors. So I think that's one really neat outcome of his organization. 
I really, really enjoyed this episode and I'm so thankful that Carmen was able to take the time to be on Hopefully Sustainable and share with us the incredible and amazing work that he is doing in his community. I hope that you all enjoy the episode, so let's get started. All right, welcome back everyone. I'm really looking forward to today's episode. I am speaking with Carmen Garner, who is the founder of the nonprofit Inner City Anglers. I first learned about this nonprofit when I was watching NBC Nightly News, and they did a feature on this nonprofit a few weeks ago, and the incredible work that they're doing has gained a lot of attention in the past few weeks. So I'm really grateful that we were able to get Carmen on the podcast. So let's get started. First, can you go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are? Okay, my name is Carmen Garner. I am from Springfield, Massachusetts. Uh, I am a school teacher. I teach art in uh, Washington, D.C. And I came up with Inner City Anglers. It's a, uh, it's a fishing mentor group that helps kids uh, navigate through life's tough obstacles and also uh, be able to enjoy fishing, enjoy the nature. What is Inner City Anglers and what made you want to start this nonprofit? Inner City Anglers is a, like I said, it's a mentoring fishing program. Um, so I've, I've been doing this sort of work for 20 plus years, all the way from college all the way up. Um, I've been a teacher for almost 20 years. I've been a, a mentor for, you know, like I said, 20 plus years. I, I run two mentor programs uh, throughout the years and um, I, I travel to different uh, junior high schools, and I talk to kids about uh, being a product of decision making and not being a product of your circumstances. And so the the twist with that is, um, I with the second mentor program, uh, I I I handpick kids about you know sometimes it's fifteen, sometimes it's ten uh, throughout the years, and uh, I bring them to different basketball games. Um, I'm, sponsored by MBK, Most Valuable Kids, and they uh, they give me tickets for the Georgetown games, the Washington Wizards games, the Nationals, all of the local Washington, D.C. sports games. So, you know, I'm out with, with the kids two, three hours, you know, maybe twice a week, maybe four times a month type of situation. And due to COVID, um, we, uh, all of those things were eliminated. I can't, I can't take the kids out. And so, uh, one thing that helps me with stress and with just trying to, to escape from, I guess, the realities of what's going on is fishing. And fishing is one of those uh, events or one of those type of, you know, um, things that I like to do that help me escape. And, you know, it, it, it's, it's something about listening to the birds chirp at six o'clock in the morning it's something, you know, you hear and see uh, the fish jump out of the water. I mean, the, the scene, the serenity, all of that is, is awesome. And one morning I was just like, well, uh, why not do that with the kids? Why not take all of what I'm trying to do as far as teach them how to learn about themselves? You know, we can combine that with, with fishing. And so that's how we came up with Inner City Anglers. That's great. So I'm interested to find out where did your love of fishing come from? I know you just mentioned that it's a form of anxiety relief and stress relief. 
was this something that you kind of discovered in your adult life a passion for or has this always been a passion for you growing up it's been a passion uh since i was growing up um i was one of those type of kids who uh yeah, i've been on my own since i was 11 years old um i lost my mom to uh, hiv aids um at the time i lost my brother to um he had a lifetime in prison and so i i've been on my own and with with being on your own you don't have a lot of opportunities to do things and um my one of my cousin's boyfriends reg he fished a lot that was his thing he loved fishing and he took me out and that i i fell in love with it and it was a it was not only it was it an escape from the realities and the trauma and uh, the social emotional you know uh, traumatizing dysfunction um I, it was also an escape from um just you know, the everyday living. It was just, it was just a way to just get away and it was beautiful. And uh, I've been doing that ever since uh, I was a young kid, 10, 11, 12 years old. Wow. Well, that's really admirable that you took your situation and turned it into something so beautiful that you're sharing with so many other kids out there. We recently had an episode with the vice president of programs for a group called Greening Youth here in Georgia and they help connect people and specifically underrepresented youth and young adults to the outdoors. And we talked a lot about the importance of increasing diversity in the outdoors. And I was wondering if you could talk about your thoughts on the importance of increasing accessibility to the outdoors and the work you're doing with bringing all these kids and introducing them to fishing. Well, there's a, there's a couple, couple key points. Um, one, I like to get the kids out way out of their neighborhood and two reasons one you know we have some kids that you know um or we will be introduced to more kids that have a you know a tough time at home and so the longer they are away you know the more beneficial our trips are what i'm planning right now we're about to we're about to launch it's like two trailers two two warehouses full of fishing poles and fishing gear and I'm literally about to take all of that gear. I mean, hopefully from what it looks like, it's thousands of uh, poles. And I'm about to give that away to um, the inner city kids in Washington, DC. Because, you know, the, like you said, the diversity, like, you know, a lot of kids, they're familiar with basketball, they're familiar with baseball, they're familiar with, with those type of things. But a lot of our kids can't go or don't have access to those type of um, facilities. They can't go outside because, you know, what, a couple of weeks ago, how many kids were murdered playing, you know, on, on, in the playground at the parks. And so just trying to get them out of those tough situations it, it, and just watching their expressions when they drive through the farms and they drive through and they see the cows and they smell all of the brand new fresh air. It, it's just, it's amazing watching them um, with those new experiences, and it's 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 tranquil. So yeah, we we enjoy it a lot. What are the reactions of the kids when they go fishing for the first time? Well, the way we try to set it up, so like we have about five kids who are, you know, they're veterans. My son and a couple of my friends' sons who normally go fishing with us, and so for every new kid that we have, we make sure that it's their experience like nightly news like that night was Khalil's experience he never fished before he never um held a rod never none of that so 
I don't want to, we didn't want to take that experience away from the beginners. So that day is very special for them. So they're excited. They're, they're all of the kids are pumping them up. They're like, you know, we're, we want you to catch it, Khalil. Or we want you to catch it, uh, Emmanuel. And uh, they love it because it's about them. And they feel special, especially when you catch your first fish. You will always, always remember that. And so um, these are just memories that we're trying to implant in their mind. Like, understand that there, there are great people out there who love and care, care about you. And there's a lot of different strategies into fishing that relate to life. And so that we're trying to share those with those kids. Yes, that video of Khalil was so great to watch. And I remember almost getting teary-eyed at how exciting it was when he caught his first fish and seeing all the kids running there, running in there and pumping him up and being so excited. That was really cool to see. How does your son feel about all the attention you guys are getting lately and how big the program is about to grow to be? Uh, he's, he's excited. Um, it, you know, he's a kid, so he doesn't really, really understand yet. Like, yeah. like CJ, like literally uh, 7 million people <laughs> are watching you right now, you know? <laughs> and so he, I mean, it doesn't, it didn't, I don't think it really clicked until the other day when um, his teacher was asking him, um, you know, they asked different questions, you know, how was your summer and everything like that. And uh, he said, oh, it was great. You know, my, my dad made a new program named ICA and, and we were on TV and the teacher was like, that was you? Oh like, we have, a, we, we have a superstar in the room. Oh my, that, <laughs> that, that day was really uh, like a wake up call for him. Like, wow, like there's people really saw me, you know? So he, he loves it. He loves it until I say, uh, I said, you know, there's a lot of girls looking at you. <laughs> <And so, laughs> he gets a little embarrassed with that, but uh, he, he loves it, man. He's so smart and he's so um, articulate. And if you see a lot of the commercials I, or, or our commercials, I, I try to use him because he's, he's a wonderful kid. He's a wonderful kid. I couldn't ask for a better son. Oh, that's great. Well, and it'll be a great experience for him to be meeting all these kids and um, giving them a lot of inspiration and showing them his fishing skills. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. So I saw on the website about a quote that said, teach a man to fish and you feed him for a lifetime. And it's a quote that we've heard before. And I was wondering what that quote means to you. Well, it, it, means, it means going through the process. It means uh, for me, like I, I'd, I'd give up all my worldly possessions um, if someone tried to, to take my ability to go through the process of becoming a man, you know, I, I'd, I'd rather give up all my personal possessions than give that up because going through the process of anything in life will allow you to be able to teach someone else. Mm. And that's, that's the most important thing. Life is about learning, teaching, learning and teaching. And if you can become successful in, at anything and then help someone else to become successful that's more of an accomplishment than you know some you know a bag of money it, it, you know because it's it's like like fishing fishing is infinity and fishing has been going on for the, the time of man you know the mm -hmm. one one father taught it to one son one mother taught it to one daughter and it's just been going on it's infinite and so I I just I just feel that if, if you teach someone to do something versus giving it to them, not only will they 
be able to eat for the rest of their life, that they can teach someone else to eat for the rest of their life as well. Mm, That's great. And I think that's definitely what you all seem to be doing so far. When you bring the youth out to go fishing, obviously they're learning how to fish and the different skills associated with that. But what other lessons do you think they can take away from being a part of inner, inner city anglers? Well, inner city anglers, so half of it is fishing, half of it is the, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's an eight-week program that I put the kids through, and they learn um, through that eight-week program, it's, it's called basically learning how to learn about yourself, learning I am, I am, you know, so I, I teach them about adinkra symbols, and adinkra symbols are African, these African symbols, there's hundreds of them, and each, each symbol represents um, something, like, so my, my adinkra symbol represents courage, strength, and power. And so if you know about a dinker symbols and you see my, my dinker symbol, you know about me already. And so with the kids, I have them pick an individual a dinker symbol so that they are now starting to think about their individuality. They're starting to think about, hold on. Okay. I don't, I, I'm unique. I'm different from this person or that person. Uh, we go through different, uh, self-portraits. They learn that a self-portrait is not just a picture of your face, but they learn that a self-portrait is what makes you you. So Mr. Garner loves to fish. Mr. Garner loves video games. Mr. Garner loves to teach. So when you see my uh, self-portrait, it's about myself. And so it's the whole lesson about ICA is learning to learning, learning about yourself so other people can't trick you to be someone else. And also um, choosing to uh, choosing to be a, a product of decision making versus being a product of your circumstances. So our kids, hopefully, when they come out, they're not bitter. You know, they're they're not mad at the world. Um, they're empathetic. They can um, work problems out. They can work as a team. Um, you know, they can they understand that. Things aren't just going to happen, you know, the microwave situation, you're going to have to put the recipe in, you're going to have to stir it up, and you're going to have to put it in the oven, and you're going to have to bake it, and, and then when you finish, you, you understand it's a, it's a greater product, because, again, you can do this, and you also can teach it to someone else to do it as well, and so our kids, man, our kids are going to be, like, I just listened to my son talk to me. And just for a quick example, um, one day uh, he disappointed me. He, he disappointed me. And I told him he disappointed me. And um, I said, I'll talk to you about it later. And he was like, no, dad. He said, he said, I know I disappointed you, but if you do that, you know, I'm going to be anxious. I'm going to have anxiety. And, you know, I just rather you, and I, I, I almost teared up because I always tell him to communicate your feelings. And, and to be able to recognize that if, if someone's going to hurt you or something like that, to, to speak up. And he did it that day. And I was just like, I was floored. And I said, you know what, this is working. This is working because it's, it's proven evidence in my son and my students. So I just think that it's a great program. I think that I'm doing something that a lot of people are catching up to because I've been doing this for almost 20 uh, something years. So um, it's just being empathetic. It's just being, being, being uh, a friend or being someone. You know, a hug can ta- can change the trend, the uh, 
the trajectory of a kid. You know, a high can change the trajectory of a kid. Uh, a high five can change the trajectory of a kid, you know? And so I, when the kids are with me, I try to make sure that they're having fun. I'm trying to make sure that they're not thinking about the trauma and the drama back at their house. And I'm just trying to spread that love, you know? Wow, that's really powerful. And I think it's really important what you're doing by teaching these kids that they are unique and that their individuality is so important because I think as a lot of us grow up, we become so consumed with trying to fit in and just trying to assimilate with everyone around us. But that's what makes everyone so special is that we're all unique and individuals. So that's a really great lesson for them to learn as they're growing up. Thank you. Thank you so much. What kind of support has inner city anglers received so far? I know that after the NBC News special and after all of these reports came out, the attention has just blown up, which is really exciting. What kind of support have you all received so far? Oh, wow. Um, so like I said, you know, I, I lived, lived a pretty terrible childhood. So love wasn't one of those things that I encountered a lot, you know, and I, and I tell you this, the amount of love and amount of support that I've been receiving from uh, from the West Coast to the East Coast, from out, out of the country, like um, thousands of emails, um, hundreds of letters, uh, boats, lures, fishing rods, coats. I mean, uh, you name it, they've donated it. Um, just stories, just the stories that they that the donors and the people who have supported me have written just the stories, just this very emotional, you know, I remember when my dad used to take me fishing and, and just, just stories. And, and so it's, it's hard to, to respond to all of the letters at once. It takes a while because some of the letters are, are, you know, four or five paragraphs. And so, but I sit there and I read them all. And I mean, I'm telling you, I got thousands, of emails and so for all of the people that if you're listening to this I, I'm, I'm getting to your letter um, I'm reading them um, I'm sending out personal emails I'm not sending out the automated or anything like that because they're so the, 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 the letters are so touching so it makes it makes more sense to send out a touching letter back so uh, like I said we they, they've it, it's been amazing it's been amazing every single day I receive a letter every single day I receive an email um, so it's, it's been amazing. Inner city, inner city anglers.com. That's, that's where they've been going. Okay, great. Yeah. I was going to ask where listeners can find more information and how they can support you all. All right. So inner city anglers.com, uh, inner city anglers on Instagram, inner city anglers on, on, uh, what's the other Facebook. We have the ICA on Twitter. So, you know, how you can support, you know, we have, we have kids who, who, who need clothes. We have kids who, who need, um, you know, boots, fishing rods, just different gear. Um, I'm right now with, I'm trying to get every single kid, a iPad or some kind of tablet for school. Um, you know, it's the virtual. And so I have some kids who they're using the school equipment, which, you know, 10, 15 years old, you know, mm -hmm. these computers that they're having. And so um, any way that anyone wants to, to, to help out, 
Um, as far as volunteering is concerned, we're still working through that. There's a lot of loops and hoops that you have to go through dealing with children and safety and all of that stuff. And so a lot of people want to volunteer, but you just can't come in and volunteer because, you know, it's a, it's a business and we're dealing with children. And but you can also you always can sign up. Uh, but, yeah, it's just the way everything that they're doing right now is, is excellent. Everything that they're sending from bobbers to hooks. Anything that you feel that is necessary for a kid to be safe and have fun, life jacket, um, you know, anything fishing gear wise. Great. Well, I'll be sure to link all of the social platforms and the website and the show notes for all of the listeners who want to support you. And all of the support that you've been receiving, the letters and emails, I think just truly shows that you're really onto something and that you're making a big difference because of how many people out there are connecting with the story and connecting with the mission. That's really cool to see. Yes, it's, 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 it's very cool. And it's, it's, like I said, the amount of love is ridiculous. It's just so ridiculous. What do you see as the future of inner city anglers? Well, um, hopefully I won't be, uh, I love teaching. Teaching is awesome. Um, it's a way to interact with kids. It's a way to find kids that need that help. Um, but I think that um, coming out of the classroom and I'm trying right now to work on not necessarily a school, but more like an inclusion type of situation where you have kids who have trauma and they have that social emotional um, adjustments and also the ACEs. You know, I, if, if you know anything about the ACEs, I have all of them. I have every single ACE, all 10 of them. And so they say, if you have three of them, uh, you in, it, that's not good. You know what I mean? And a lot of our kids, they have three, four, five, six, you know, some have 10. And to have any ACEs is detrimental to your cognitive is detrimental to you trying to do anything as far as learning. It's, it's detrimental. You can't learn if you have ACEs. It's just it's really difficult to do that. And so I wanna, um, I'm trying to create a space where these kids can come from these, uh, uh, if, if they get in trouble in school, they can come to my, my situation. So I'm trying to create a compound, an ICA compound where you can come fish, you can take a yoga class. You can take a, you know, a mental, uh, a mental sessions. You can have, uh, I mean, a, a therapist, mental sessions, therapist. Uh, <laughs> we can have uh, the rope climbing classes and just building different bonds with with kids and just just an area where kids can come in, grab that love that we're going to give them, and so that they can again function back in society in a positive way. Yeah, that's really exciting to think about. Do you see inner city anglers expanding to any other locations to help more kids? Definitely, definitely. The next place that we're going to go to is my hometown, Springfield, Massachusetts. And so um, we're going to do that. That's going to be the second place. Um, but, you know, we're going to, I don't want to overwhelm. If I overwhelm myself, it won't be a good program. And so I'm taking it real slow. I'm trying to. It's super overwhelming, but I'm doing it. I'm, I'm, I'm working a full-time teaching job and I'm, I'm the boss. I'm the boss of ICA. So it's, <laughs> it, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's overwhelming, but I love it though. I love it. And I just hope I can get out of the classroom and do this full-time. 
Um, but yeah, we're definitely going to expand. Definitely. For the last question, I like to ask all of the guests what they are hopeful about since the podcast is called Hopefully Sustainable. So I'd love to find out what you are hopeful about since you're bringing so much hope to other people. Well, the, the number one thing is, is that I hope, I mean, I got a lot of hopes. I hope that I can continue to be the catalyst for good um, because I live my life in a way that um, I try to be a role model and I try to be an example. I try to be an example for my family. I try to be an example for my friends. I try to be an example for anyone that's, that's looking or watching me. And uh, so I, I hope that, that I can continue to do that. I hope that, um, that our country continues to um, do great things because during this whole time, I mean, I have seen Americans do some things that, that I've never seen in my life. Like just as far as reaching out and as far as um, just, just doing it with their heart and they're genuine. And that to me is amazing. Um, just a generosity and it's, it's, it's just amazing. So I, I, I hope that I can continue doing what I'm doing and then someone maybe, or a lot of people can, can, can copy what I'm doing. You know, maybe you can find something that you're interested in. Maybe you like uh, to roller skate. Maybe you like to ski, you know, maybe you love music. Uh, maybe you love literature or, or you're something that's riding a bike. I don't know, but take that, take that energy and grab a kid or two. And like I said, that will change the trajectory of, of a kid's life. I mean, that, that five minute, 10 minute, 15 minute slot that you give them would change the trajectory of them and it make them smile and it it change the the chemicals literally scientifically change the chemicals in their brain you know make them feel good let those endorphins go so we uh that's what i hope can, that will be sustainable well i just want to congratulate you on all that you're doing and all of the success that you're having right now and i'm really excited to see what the future holds for inner city anglers so thank you so much for taking the time to be on Hopefully Sustainable. Thank you for having me. And uh, this is fun. This is great. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you want to learn more about today's guest or just say hello, check out the show notes and find us on Instagram at Hopefully Sustainable Pod. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. As you finish this episode, remember that we are all on a personal journey to make the world a better place, but it's all about progress, not perfection. Until next time, stay hopeful and stay sustainable.